0: You're listening to PlayStation Unchained.
1: Welcome to this week's PlayStation Unchained, episode 42. Oh my god, it's not the sexy sounds of Mike Harrington. No, 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 it's chilly, sterling this week. I am the host for this week. Sadly, Mike cannot make it this week due to real-life commitments, so I have decided to step into his incredibly large, muscly boots. Um, <laughs> uh, that that laughter you hear, that is from our current uh, our guest this week, Paul Kelly. Welcome, Paul.
0: Thanks, Ben. It's uh, good to be on again after, I think, a few weeks since I was last on, so...
1: Oh, it's, been, it's been too long. How, how have you been?
0: Uh, yeah, I've been good, yeah.
1: You're good? Uh, and we also have the... well, a regular now, he's pretty much a co-host. We're going to have to promote him soon to co-host. Uh, yeah, i Commissioner Gordon. Welcome to the
2: show this week. Thank you, I'm here. I'm here again. I have been here quite a bit. Um... It's so weird, because just the other day I was listening to the first ever Unchained I was on, and I sounded so timid. And now I'm on all the time. Well, you know, practice makes
1: perfect. I need need a hell of a lot more practice to do that, then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you have been all right,
2: then, Glenn, this week? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I've actually been playing a bit of Watch Dogs. And, um, well, I'll talk about it later, I guess we'll bring it up during the review yeah okay sure.
1: we'll jump straight to the news yeah like always um the first news story is the order 1886 is officially delayed in two, into 2015 Sony has officially claimed, confirmed that the order 1886 the upcoming playstation 4 exclusive action title for ready at will now launch in 2015 this news follows reports earlier today well earlier this week May 27 by oh by the way it's written by the amazing Michael Harridans. Uh, set in an alternate history London, was pushed back into February 2015. Uh, pretty much, speaking to Eurogame, I really dodge. Oh, no. No name I <laughs> cannot say. Uh, I, I apologise if I've said this completely wrong, but... Here I go to try and butcher this name. I'm sorry again. Ruwerasuriya. Verasuria. Verasaya? <laughs> that word? Oh, we, did. we have an open discussion with Sony all the time. We said, look, we can achieve the quality you expect everywhere, but delivering on this is going to take a few more months. It's not that long of a way. It's worth it if we can deliver the promises we made. We've known Sony for long enough, so this is a very easy conversation that gets on. What do you think about this? Because it's been a while. Paul?
0: Um, I'm, I'm not a disappointed by the delay. I think that from what I looked at the order as pretty as it is seemed a bit un- sort of unconvincing it seemed like it wasn't exciting enough and I think maybe that could just be what they've shown so far but I think if they want more time then they should get it so that they can make the best game possible I mean look at Drive Club I mean that's been delayed nearly a year and that looks far better than when it did just before it was going to come out originally around launch so
2: yeah. Commissioner um, Gordon, for, hmm. what do you think about this? Um, another day, another delay, basically. Um, I, I can almost sense the developers trying to feel out the new consoles and uh, figure out exactly how much time it takes to achieve the results that they're going for. Uh, because uh, there have been quite a bit of these delays. Um, we don't usually get delays like this all at the same time. And so, but it's to be expected with new consoles. So I expect it to to kind of settle down over time. Uh, I'm just hoping it does so sooner than later. This was uh, something announced last E3. Uh, So so it's pretty disappointing, especially in a place where we're looking for uh, new IPs and new content to come to these new consoles. It's disappointing to have yet another significant delay. Uh, The good news is E3 is coming and hopefully uh, we will see a lot of content to tide gamers over until The Order finally manages to come out in February of next year. Well, I'm, I hate to
1: say this, but I'm going to have to take the NeoGAF, the NeoGAF name for, for Sony right now and slap it onto Sony right now because of all the delays recently. Um, I can't wait for this new game from SUNY.
2: <laughs> SUNY. Um, well, to tell the truth, that's an unfair name because it has... Very, very little to do with Sony. Uh, these are all things that the developers are working on. It's not Sony uh, stalling these games. Well, yeah, but I, I still, I just
1: like them. Uh, I know it's, I know it's probably fanboyish, but I just don't know. I just like the name Sony. <laughs> something about it is just amazing.
2: Uh, it ca- it's, it's catchy. It, it it works better than ponies. Like what the heck? And plus, it's um, becoming Sony. Coming soon. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> anyways,
1: so I think we've not said enough words about this. Let's skip onto the next bit topic of the thing. Battlefield Hardline announced neat details revealed police theme. Um, this is written by Paul Kelly. Uh, electronic Arts okay. has confirmed the Battlefield Hardline, the next entry its long running first person shooter franchise, will be reeled in the full. During its press conference on June 9th at E3, 2014, which you should watch at PSU.com, uh, furthermore, fans will be able to watch the announcement live at 12pm PDT via stream at the official EA website, that you can get from our website. Though EA has officially revealed no further details, only yesterday via the Better Battlelog forum. Yeah, because obviously there's a worse Battlelog forum that you know we all go to. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> claims will adopt a police theme and feature four classes enforcer technician mastermind and professional well I kind of want professional sounds amazing uh, game modes will apparently include team deathmatch heist blood money and turf war small and large yeah, in case you want a small one uh, the official reveal image on the battlefield harlem website appears to confirm the law enforcement will feature in the game with a SWAT van appearing amongst the images um there also appears to be micro... No. Just, just, just no. There also appears to be microtransactions in with purchable weapons and other arms, while the Twitter account at Betterfield Daily has leaked some images while Show goes, just, just no. No. Baddy, ain't.
2: <laughs> now, now, be careful. Um, yeah. Microtransactions... Can be done correctly. Oh no, it's um, not the yeah. fact that
1: there's microtransactions. Yeah. No, that's not that's not an issue. I, 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 I don't mind. I spend money on microtransactions. I have no issue with that. But there's microtransactions before we've seen the footage of the game.
2: Okay. Uh, so so microtransactions are your first in, are your first thing you're here when you when you learn about this game. That's the problem?
1: Yeah, if it's one of the first things you hear, that's my problem. Mm-hmm. If they announce it, say after the trailer E3, or once we've got full details about the game and we know everything's confirmed, then I have, I think that's fine. There's no issue. As long it as could of s- the microtransactions are good enough, of
2: course. It could speak a little bit to their priorities uh, with the game because, I mean, the first thing you hear is, "Hey, this is how we will get your money. This is how you pay for stuff in the game." Uh, as opposed to, hey, here's this really cool game that we created, here's what it's about, you're going to like it. I-, I think that does kind of speak to the priorities of the developers. Yes,
1: that's my problem with it. Not, not the microtransactions. I'll admit I've spent money on microtransactions on Mass Effect, Dead Space,
0: both EA games.
1: Yeah, both EA games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warframe. Of um, course. I've spent loads of fun microtransactions
0: we to so
2: the problem then. We, s- we, we spoke last week on RDGH about um, how DriveClub is going to have microtransactions, and the um, the game director, whose name I learned is pronounced Paul uh promised that the microtransactions are going to be invisible. In fact, it was something that they deliberately had to try to hide. Um, so, giving Evolution the benefit of the doubt in this case. Uh, until we actually see the game, micro uh, microtransactions can be done correctly. Um, I believe making them invisible is a great way to start. So I I guess we'll have to see how it goes. The or you just make
0: it all cosmetic items like that, or voice packs like um, Call of Duty Ghosts as a Snoop Dogg announcer pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my yeah, microtransactions in form of purchasable weapons and other items. So it confirms that
0: you'll be able to purchase the weapons. Oh, I saw the um, leaked trailer that came out, you know, that, the internal trailer that leaked out when it was still referred to Omaha. And that shows that the game's going to have a currency system. Have you played Call of Duty Black Ops 1? No, not really. Where, 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 when you, basically, instead of XP, you'll earn money. So what you do is you buy the weapons using the in-game currency. What my What I think will happen is that you're going to be able to buy this in-game money. That's going to be your microtransactions. See,
1: I, I don't mind that at all, really, to be honest. Well, it gives people that have only just started an unfair advantage. Yeah, well, Less uh, yeah. Um, but... but it's like
0: any game. It's like now with Battlefield or Call of Duty, you know, when, you go, when you're new to the game and you're going up against people who've got all the weapons and attachments and stuff, so... The
1: difference, though, really... this time people are going to have all the attachments and weapons one minute after the game comes out
0: well yeah
1: <laughs> yeah before there will be a, a trial period where people will be able to get practice in because there'll be a lot of you know it... well now you can just buy the game go down go put it in your console and while it's installing on your console you can go into the store and buy all the weapons
0: yeah you can do that with uh, Battlefield 4 there are shortcut packs for all the different classes and vehicles so you can actually buy everything cost a fortune but if you want to but do it, then you can.
1: Either way, I'm not going to talk about this too much. EA have microtransactions. I will, I support good microtransactions.
0: I Snoop dog voice packs.
1: Yeah, Snoop Dogg voice pack. I love that. Uh, 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 that's amazing. <laughs> or is it Snoop Lion still? Or is it,
0: okay. I think it has gone back to Snoop Dogg, no. Okay. I think either that way. was just face.
1: Either way, still good. Still, uh, I support that. I even support colors, skins. Anything you want, but don't announce it at the same time as the game. Same with you, Ubisoft. That's, that's one thing that annoys. That's the, actually the only thing that annoyed me about Far Cry, the new Far Cry announcement. Really, was announcing DLC at the same time as a cover image. Yeah. Oh, that, that that annoyed me. Anyway, let's let's stop me babbling with words. Let's go to the next topic where I speak more words, but different words this time. Um, Watch Dogs smashes new records for Ubisoft. Ubisoft has announced that its open-world hacking title, Watch Dogs has moved more copies than 24 hours than any previous game in the French public's history.
2: To they
1: are French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by on May 27th, Watch Dogs endured a five-year-plus development cycle, and even then was delayed by six months to afford additional polishing. Exact sale figures for the new IP were not divulged however. Oh, I bet it's like one copy over the, the best-selling one, that's what it is. Like. Assassin's Creed, 10 million. Watchdogs, 10 million and one. Um, <laughs> said you've... Uh, names, names that I can't say. Um, <laughs> said Yves Gullimont See your... Oh, it's uh,
0: It's Yves Eve Yves
2: Eve.
1: Watch Dogs is an amazing achievement and our team should be proud that creativity and in- <laughs> innovation and long hours they invested in making this game are paying off. It's great to see so many players enjoying the game and it shows that Watch Dogs has cracked the code. It hacked the code one can say. Um, for developing a new blockbuster IP and thoroughly really new jet I do thoroughly new jet experience. Watch Dogs stars Aiden Pierce an accomplished hacker who was able to export and dispute, disrupt numerous electronic equipment across the near futuristic Chicago, including traffic lights, bank accounts, and mobile phones, but mostly bank accounts. Uh, this was written by Michael Harrington. Um, Glenn, what's your what's your thoughts on this?
2: Um, you know that's really significant because Ubisoft is one of the biggest developers in the world, uh, employs like ten thousand people, so many different branches. Uh, So the fact that this game is selling more than anything in Ubisoft's history, um, including big titles like Assassin's Creed, that's really significant. Um, the only thing is, I don't think this figure means much to a lot of people, um, because it's, it's within one studio, um, a lot of gamers aren't going to be that wise to how big Ubisoft is or, or, or anything like that. I think what people would be more interested in is how Watch Dogs stacks up to other games, period. Um, other pre ordered games around this time. Is this the biggest pre ordered game of this time of year, of um, this new generation? You know, that's what people are more interested in. Um, so I definitely um, have a lot of respect for what. Ubisoft has accomplished with Watch Dogs and the fact that it's the biggest selling, uh, biggest pre-ordered game in its history is magnificent. However, I don't think that that's, that means a lot to gamers. Um, I'd be more interested in seeing whether or not Watch Dogs is the most pre-ordered game right now. Period. Paul, well,
0: what do you think about it? Well, what it does show is that the hype didn't die down from when it was delayed last year. People are obviously Hungry for Watch Dogs. And probably mostly on the new console since there's not as much to play on that. And also, there's no doubt that this is going to be another yearly franchise for Ubisoft. Along with Assassin's Creed. I think you're going to see more thousand people, dev teams, making Watch Dogs games. I think.
1: Well, yeah, I think we're going to see Watch Dogs 2 next year.
0: Dog harder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that would be amazing. Um, anyway, I don't really have much, I, I'll talk more about Watch Dogs later, but for now, let's skip on to our next next article. I picked this article mainly because of Mike, because he is a he is here in spirit, but not <laughs> today. Um, War Thunder is finally coming to the PS4 in the US next month, includes ground forces expansion. Um, Written by, of course, Michael Harrodin, as we all know. He's a huge fan of War Thunder. In fact, we appear to you are a, a quite big fans of War Thunder, to be honest. We, we like the game. Uh, War Thunder, the free-to-play World War II dogfight developed by Gaijin Entertainment. Finally, a word I can say! is finally <laughs> launched in the US for PlayStation 4 on June the 3rd. So by the time you've had listened to this, it will probably be out, so... The future passed again. So should download it in the future, but that's the past to you, so you should already have downloaded it, so, yes, download now, before, anyway, originally launched on the PC back in 2000, early 2013, War Thunder was released as a launch shelf of PS4 in Europe, that failed to turn up in North America for reasons unknown, uh, however, Gaijin on the US PlayStation blog, not only is the game due out early next month. It is also coming with the Ground Forces expansion pack, previously released on PC, as well as all other 1.4.1 updates. So that means you'll be able to enjoy 350 different planes for Mike to spend more money on, squadron battles, 150 multiplayer based missions, plus tackle, sublige, single player content, oh! Now that has me interested. So that says scenario missions and dynamic campaign. I'm kind of very excited about that, actually. Um, European gamers need not panic, though the Grand Force update will also be made available for the PAL version of War Thunder on June 5th, Gaijin added. Um, Paul, have you played War Thunder?
0: I haven't, no. I don't know why. It's something I've just not got around to for some reason. Um, I'm surprised it took this long for it to come out in America when it was at launch in Europe. Maybe someone should ask Gaijin about that, because... Why? <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> I just... don't know. Maybe it was licensing issues. Because they used maybe. World War
0: II planes. That's mm. true. Could be, it could be, yeah. But I think with planes that old, would you need licensing? for you know, Who
1: knows?
0: Because they probably weren't licensed back then. I know planes of today, I know you like only used the modern jets and you have to license them. But maybe back then they probably didn't think about licensing planes in future video games a medium which didn't exist back then. So,
1: but what if someone, I don't know. A, what another company uses those planes in a game and they have license the name and likeness?
0: Imagine, imagine they're not exclusive licenses. Stop NFL. It's
1: just, <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know with Microsoft and its Ace Combat series and stuff like that. But again, I Flight don't. Know simulator.
0: No, so. nah, I don't really. I've played Ace Combat briefly, but never really been into that much, which is strange because they've always been a genre which I've been interested in, but never really got into, for whatever reasons.
1: I see, I've always enjoyed, in fact, I met the nice people at Gaijin Entertainment last year, and I enjoyed War Thunder, in fact, I enjoyed it when I played it with them. I just really, 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 Completely badly at any plane type game. Really? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Really. Real-sies. Really? For realsies. Oh.
2: Um,
1: yeah, half the time I just fly in circles. I, I don't know why, I don't know how I fly in circles, but I always end up flying in circles.
2: I'll, circles use,
1: are fun. I used an excuse last year during the, um, where I was talking to the guy. He said, like, you should go do this mission. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm enjoying this circle. I'm you know, flying around this mountain. It looks very pretty.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's something. Eh? Uh, anyone else want to play quickly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh look! I, I didn't know you could do that. You, you can, you can, fly down a little bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
1: so, uh, Glenn, what, what, any, any impressions?
2: You know, um... War Thunder, I. I've, I don't care. I hate to say it like that, but the time I cared about War Thunder was some months ago. Since then, I feel like I've kind of accepted that it's just not here, and I'm not that interested right now in picking. Like I have, I have watch dogs to play. I'm working on my um, first platinum trophy. I'm just not. And E3 is coming out. We're about to see a bunch of new games announced. Um, and updates on other games that were previously announced that are still upcoming. I don't know, I don't think that there's much room for Watch Dogs on my list right now. Or, no, excuse me, not Watch Dogs, <laughs> War Thunder on my list right now. So, um, so that's, that's the game you wanted to play just a second ago. Um, what, War Thunder? Yeah, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is fine. Watch Dogs is okay. Um, War Thunder, I'm just... just, The interest just isn't there anymore. This was something that uh, we were looking at several months ago. Um, Right now, after all this time, it's lost all its momentum. There is no hype behind the game. There's other stuff to play. I I feel like it's a drop of the ball. So, um, not to say it's a bad game. Obviously, Mike loves it and whatnot. I'll probably eventually give it a try, but... Right now, there's just not a bunch of room for it on my list.
1: Sorry to talk about that, Gaijin Games. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people who listen to this blog that likes it. So, if you like War Thunder, please contact us, and we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll put put it towards Gaijin Games. Maybe maybe we'll contact them. Uh, we but go. yeah, I met them last year at Eurogamer. It was it was a nice experience. Uh, I probably I hope to meet them again this year, maybe if they're there.
2: At Euro, um, what event was it that you met them uh, at? Eurogamer Expo. Gamer Expo. Yeah. See, just... I'd like to go to one of those expos. I, I would like to go. I haven't been before, so I think that would, that would be special. I'd like to go. Yeah. What, what do you say, Paul? Um.
0: What? Well, sorry, I, I was zoned out. <laughs> I thought you were about to
1: say something. Sorry, man.
0: No. No, I was listening. I was. just... <laughs>
1: Okay, guys, not even paying
2: attention, Paul.
1: How could you? Yeah. Okay, guys, we'll switch over then with words to Ratchet & Clank Trilogy comes to PS Vita this July. Yes. Probably one of the worst keep secrets in recent gaming history has now been confirmed with the Ratchet & Clank Trilogy finally getting a release date for the PS Vita. The, uh, oh, by the way, this was written by the amazing Paul Kelly. Uh, the news was announced okay. on the PlayStation blog by Insomatic's James Stevenson, who commented, since the Hasty Trilogy released... Well, the biggest request from many of you was the tr- version of the trilogy coming to the PS Vita. We heard it loud and clear. And now, thanks to Sony and Mass Media, the Ratchet & Clank HD trilogy will be something you can play on, on the go from Jul- 2nd of July and 9th of July in Australia. I uh, don't know the rest of Europe yet. Whether this is North America or Europe. But you can download the whole trilogy for 99 euros €29.99. Uh, no UK price was announced, but I'm going to say 24 99 And as of yet, no US release date or price has been confirmed either. Second, so I'm going to guess that the Friday after the 2nd of July is when UK is going to get. Uh, yeah, the fourth. Yeah, the
0: fourth probably. Maybe uh, America will get it on the first. I'd guess. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Maybe maybe they'll get it later. Maybe it'll go. Uh, yeah. Good Europe. Good Europe. Anyway, stay tuned to PSU.com for a further verdict on Ratchet & Clank Trilogy for the PS Vita when it launches this July. Uh, I'd also recommend going to the article because there's some cool pictures of the game in the article on Uh, www.psu.com. Paul, what do you think about this?
0: Well, I'm excited for this because I never got the trilogy for PS3 because I wanted it on Vita. So, I mean, as long as they play okay, you know... If they don't, not completely awful, like, you know, the last Ratchet Clank game was, you know, I think it was Q-Force over here. That looked absolutely abysmal on the Vita. It was just so shoddy. So I'm hopeful that it's a decent port. So that's it. If it is, then I'm there. Uh,
2: Glenn? Uh, I'm definitely in for this. Um, I'm, I'm a big Ratchet and Clank fan. I love Ratchet and Clank. And so that it's finally, finally coming to the Vita, the trilogy is, makes me very happy. All I would like to see now is a new Ratchet and Clank, uh, a new Ratchet and Clank game for the PS4. Um, to go alongside that awesome new Ratchet and Clank movie coming out just next year, uh, that would make me happy. I thought it was going to be a
1: semi-remake sort of thing for towards the movie.
2: I'd like really? that, you know, I, I think yeah. the, the movie is a sort of prequel to Ratchet & Clank, no, and I know it, I know it's a
1: retelling of Ratchet & Clank 1.
2: Yeah,
0: it's, it's a retelling a re- of the first game, Okay, it's a retelling of the,
2: that's, that's, that's right, but um, I think what I, I'd really like to see is just a brand new game to go along with that movie, yeah. that, that would be really exciting, Um, Insomniac right now, of course, is working on Sunset Overdrive for Xbox, so I guess it's safe to assume that for now they're distracted from Ratchet & Clank. But um, to see it return in the future, that that would make me really happy. But um, definitely in for this one. Uh, One to keep an eye on if you're looking for something else to do on your PlayStation Vita. If you haven't done Ratchet & Clank before, uh, now is a fantastic time to do it. Ratchet & Clank is a great franchise.
1: And Ted Price, I will, I will always have a picture of that chat log from years ago where you said, "I'll be in the next Ratchet and Clank." I will bring that up one day. Oh yes, I will bring that up. What's um, this? Um, I was uh, my friend was doing a charity stream about three or four years ago um, uh. for you know I can't remember what charity was now. They were playing a stream of Gears of War and Ratchet and Clank. Anyway, Ted uh. Price himself was actually on the stream. And I ah. joked, I joked in the chat saying, um, "Can you, if I, if I donate, can you put my name in the next Ratchet and Clank game?" Anyway, he jokingly said he he asked the writer, and the writer was actually in the chat as well. So, and then nothing happened. I was like, "No." I still donated. I didn't care. I just said it for a joke. But I will <laughs> call you all upon that someday, Ted Price. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes, I <laughs> will.
2: Even if there isn't a chili, at least a Ben Sterling. Come on,
1: <laughs> uh, at least well, a Ben Sterling. I, I thought a snowman called Chili would be amazing.
2: That'd, <sighs> That'd be, cool. be
0: hidden. They might have hidden it in the game somewhere. Maybe the name just ran, It's just randomly on a wall.
2: Chili, yeah. just an no. Easter egg.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's that's less ego boosting for me, even though I love it. <laughs> um, Killzone developers new IP due fall 2015 full review coming next E3 rumour according to industry insider Shinobi 602 very ninja like uh, the new IP currently in development Gorilla Games is scheduled for release in fall 2015 writing on Twitter because you know Twitter is the most secure thing for tipsters the tipster also poured, called, poured cold water over any hopes of a full reveal at next month's E3 in Los Angeles. Oh, by the way, it's written by, of course, Mike Herodon's, which is a bit weird because he doesn't have Twitter. Get Twitter. <laughs> it's planned as something's ready, but things changed last minute. Should expect a full reveal e 3 2015 with a full target release. Oh, that makes me a sad panda. Uh, if this was enough to whet your appetite, he also voted for future. Sounds unique, has lush environments, robot dinosaurs. Okay, it's awesome now. Other weird exotic creatures. You've, done, you've already won me at robot dinosaurs. Uh, Red headed female protagonist. Not bad as well. Should I be teased? Um, Paul, any, any opinions?
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm looking forward to seeing Gorilla sort of move away from Killzone. As much as I've liked the Killzone games by and large, I think they've sort of been restricted by it. And hopefully, this IP is as cool as it sounds. And. I know they've been working on it since before Kills on 3 came out, so it's obviously been in sort of planning for a long time. And I think it's overdue, I think, for Grail to do something new and sort of prove themselves that they're not just sort of an okay FPS developer sort of thing. Uh, so, Glenn, and you? Uh, we, yeah,
1: we've lost the commissioner for a second. So I'm gonna ramble for a minute. Um, look, 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 look at EA. I hate to be beating a dead horse, a, a, a poor dead horse at this rate, but um, they've announced little bits of details. Although they've announced it, probably has microtransactions. We kinda know more about the game already than we know about Battlefield, and we don't even know if the microtransactions are real. Uh, oh, we've got the Commissioner back, so I don't have to ramble as much.
2: Oh, what did I miss? Him? What did I miss?
1: Uh, you missed me complaining about EA again. Not much.
2: Oh, uh, well, yeah, everyone complains about EA, so that's okay. Uh, uh, basically, <laughs> I'm saying the fact
1: that we already know more details about this game than Battlefield, really, and it's only rumoured that it has micro actions. So doesn't just stay here. Uh, yeah.
2: So
1: anyway still by gorilla games uh, anyway Glenn, you're you're, you're up, the, up now <laughs> uh, Glenn? hmm
0: what do new you RPGs? think about gorillas what new, new RPG
2: oh I thought you were talking to Paul um, <laughs> gorillas new RPG really um, I think it's great that they are moving away from the FPS genre even if just for one game, and trying something new. And I'm interested. Obviously they're able to do a lot with the PS4. They deliberately spent a lot of time showing off graphics in Killzone Shadowfall, which is something I disliked about Killzone. Um, like there were big time there were times when you couldn't do anything and it was literally just standing there and watching them show you their graphics. And the game didn't need that. Um, it was pretty, we all knew it. We didn't we didn't need to have it forced down our throats. But um I, I am interested to see what they can do with an RPG because now with an RPG you're developing um in, in some cases a, a much more open world than an FPS game. In some in some cases. So I just it's just a different style and I'm interested to see what Guerrilla Games is able to do with it. So I, it's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Something uh, worth watching out for. Well, thank you for your opinion, Ed, Glenn, and I'm yeah.
1: excited for it as well. To be honest. Um, so our next news story is something that I'm more excited for than even that. I know all the excitement, all the excitings. Um, PS4's project. Oh, I'm not going to even say project. It's not. It's going to be Demon Souls two. Come on, everyone. Um, <laughs> is it? It looks uh-uh. a lot like Demon Souls two. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I've heard it's going to be Bomb. That's what it's got to be called.
1: Well, it's going to be Demon's Souls 2 in my eyes.
0: In spirit, at least.
1: Yeah. It gets first video footage. Uh, The first footage of the still unannounced. See, we've already got footage of it, but it's not been announced yet. Um, I guess what we're watching doesn't really exist. We're just imagining it right now. Um, Supposedly, developed. By Forum Software, the famed developer of Demon's Souls and Dark Souls series, the new game follows much of the same direction as its spiritual predecessors. The series of leaked were priests together by members of Neogath to create a single persuader, Persu- Pseudo. Pseudo. Pseudo.
0: Pseudo. Yeah.
2: Pseudo
0: means fake.
2: The P the p is silent.
0: Yep, yeah, it's French. I word. shall say
1: that P Pseudo. for some <laughs> reasons. Um, trailer Pseudo for the Showing a shotgun wielding character that was revealed in a screenshot leaked earlier this month. The trailer shows the character roaming through a world with a heavy, souls inspired atmosphere, fighting familiar looking enemies on his journey, walking through similar mist or fog gates to those found in the soul gate. Come on, this is Demon Souls 2. <laughs> and then eventually approaching an indescribable tentacle boss. Demon Souls. Uh, Project Beast <laughs> is rumored as PS4 exclusive and is believed to be a. Why is it with me in English words today? A collaborative project between FromSoftware and Sony Japan Studio, the later which published Demon's Souls, an exclusive on PS3 in 2009. Glenn, are you prepared to die all over again?
2: No, I am actually... This is something I haven't been following very much, Um, but it is nice to see see, uh, Sony's Japan Studios uh, coming up with something else now. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out from this from now on. I, I just haven't been uh, following Project Beast that much, so I'm not very aware of what's going on with it. Um, but, hey, a, a new game for, for PS4, I'm all for it. Uh, we need new content on these new consoles, and um, so this is another just another thing to come to it. I'm, I'm all for it. And, Paul, your opinions on this?
1: Um, is your well, body ready?
0: I haven't played either Demon's Souls or Dark Souls. I mean, I did have Demon Souls downloaded to my PS3 PS Plus, but I never got around to playing it. Another one in my backlog of shame. And a lot of people seem to be very very excited for this game and seem to rate the Souls games very very highly so if they're pleased and that is a system seller for the PS4 then more people on in the console can only be a good thing I think so. Yeah bring on the beast. that
1: sounds exciting that sounds like a hashtag
2: Um,
1: (laughs) and because we've got a few comments on this one because we didn't get any comments on the other topics we're going to bring up a couple comments Um, Nintendo Row holy cow (laughs) I want that one Um, Signwinder would love if they brought back Demon's Souls name where it all started the Pool Station it's obviously named after you Paul uh, I really hope so. Baffles me that Sony has the rights to Demon's Souls name as I've done nothing with it. Microsoft wouldn't miss a chance. Like, that. Yes, they would. Um, some others. Let's go with B.P. Lewis24. Oh my god. And De- Dr. Manhattan. You know, um, it says, so it's Dark Souls 3, basically. No, no it isn't. It's Dark Demon Souls 2. Um, Normally this is the part of the Unchained where we have a topic of the week, but as we know from last week, we, we're we going to drop down those a bit more because right now, there isn't many topics until next, trust me, there's going to be a huge topic of the week next week with E3 coming up, but for this week, we're just going to have a little chat about what we've been up to. Um, so, Paul, what games have you I've been playing?
0: Alright, not... oh, okay, the games I've been playing are... Gran Turismo 6 because the new Earth and Center DLC came out and I spent several hours trying to complete a single lap of a track, trying to get a time which may not sound like the best use of time but it was frustrating and fun in equal measure. Um, I've also been playing Battlefield 4 quite predictably and I've also invested in a Nintendo 2DS so I got Pokemon Y for it so I'm back in the Pokemon sort of game thing and I'm Yep, and it's probably the easiest Pokemon game I've ever played because I've already done seven gyms and I've only been playing. For like 15 hours, it seems like the grinding of Pokemon has evaporated thanks to the EXP all thing that you get early in the game, which is sort of a blessing and a curse because I hated the grinding, but I do kind of like a challenge in my Pokemon. So it's kind of... yeah, I'm going to keep the EXP all on because I hate the grinding more.
1: Well, so, just yeah, think about it. So... You've got um, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire at the end of the year.
0: That's why I actually bought the 2DS for Omega for Ruby, because it's the last Pokemon game I actually bought properly. So it's sort of coming full circle kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm excited for Omega Ruby. And there's other games for 3DS slash 2DS that I'm going to get. I'm going to get Mario 3D Land, I think, next. So, I know it's a PlayStation podcast, but we don't always play just PlayStation games, do we?
1: <laughs> no, not always. While uh, we're well, we talking about Nintendo, recently I found out that the I thought the Nintendo World Championship was the most expensive Nintendo game in existence, but no, there is a more expensive Nintendo game. All right, yeah. Nintendo Campus Challenge. There is literally one in existence. One copy. One copy. Wow. Yeah, That's... I think it went for forty thousand dollars when it got sold.
0: <sighs> That's more than the unreleased Mega Drive version of Tetris. That oh, they made. It
1: didn't even know yeah. that existed. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I want it.
0: Yeah, it was a Tetris Mega Drive, it never got released. Like I said, I think copies are out there. So for whatever reason, it never came out. But...
1: Well, Cam this campus challenge. The person that bought it actually made unofficial versions. So ah. that's
0: nice. Really, it's not official I suppose
1: it's incredibly broken anyway. It's it's about six minutes long.
0: Ah, so it's an unfinished game.
1: No, it was finished, but it's just the fact that it's like the um World Championships where it's incredibly short as well.
0: Ah, but it feels right.
1: broken because the game sort of ends abruptly.
0: Ah, uh... yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you, okay.
1: at the end of each challenge, you actually have to reset your NES to pick the next game.
0: Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Um, the days of early technology gaming. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I I can't believe that exists. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait for the new Pokemon games.
0: Yeah, should be um, good. It's a good scene. One thing I do hope with that is I hope they've fixed the frame rate when you're battling because I seem to get bad frame rate drops.
1: Oh yeah, it it was a bit weird. Uh, That's why I turned the 3D off, to be honest, but... Well, I have a 2DS. It wasn't
0: that great. I have a 2DS, I couldn't be bothered with the 3D thing. It makes my eyes go weird, so I'm like, not really bothered about that, I'll get the cheaper console.
1: I hate to say, I was really tempted to buy the Collector's Edition recently though, because they had the Legend of Zelda 3DS in my local game.
2: I like the 3DS. I I like the 3D too, I think it looks great. I oh, know. I always play games in two D because I'm I'm weird.
0: I have a two DS. I don't have the option. <laughs> Just chosen, of course.
1: Um, anyway, while we're talking about, welcome back, Glenn. Um, what have you been playing recently?
2: Recently, I have been playing Watchdogs. Although, um, unfortunately, not that much. I've there was a lot of hype for this for this game. Um, definitely one of the most anticipated games so far for any new console. And um, just playing it hasn't been what I expected. Um, I think it mostly has to do with the driving. Um, I, I, everyone has been talking about how the driving is not very good. And the fact is, it's not. Um, there are power-ups that you can get that, that help, but it's overall it's it's not very good. And the fact that it's a big a big part of the game, like If you want to move anywhere in Chicago, I I suppose you can walk if you have a couple hours to get from one end of the map to the other. Um, The other option is just to drive or take the train, Uh, and the train doesn't go everywhere. So you've got to drive. It's a big part of it, and it's just not very intuitive. Um, The cars slide haphazardly around corners. You always have things in your way. Well, let me rephrase. The driving isn't bad. Um, the driving isn't terrible. I think it's just in the wrong environment. Because, remember, you're not in a big, wide-open track like you would be in Gran Turismo or Forza or Need for Speed. You are in the middle of the busy shit city of Chicago. And there's always something in your way... Every corner is like a 90-degree turn, and there are tons of them. Um, It's just not the place for fast, hurried driving. So when you're trying to get away from the police or something, you're going to have a hard time. And when you're just trying to drive, you're going to have a hard time. So that's really ruined the experience for a lot of people I've been seeing around the Internet Um, have been just not enjoying the game as much as they would have if it were not for the driving. And ju- it's just not the right kind of driving for Chicago, uh, not for this kind of place. So that is a little disappointing. Um, some character models are a little less than they could be, but I, I, I'm not going to make a big deal about that. Otherwise, the game's really great. Um, the story's interesting. Lot, uh,
1: make sure you save some of this for when we talk about the review.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, um, but uh, it's mostly just Watch Dogs that I've been playing uh, bit by bit. I just kind of wish I'd been enjoying it a little more than I have.
1: Well, I haven't really played it that much, to be honest, because, as always, just... I can't get off Final Fantasy XIV. Uh... You,
2: you've been wearing the clothes, Aiden's um, hat and mask to everything. Uh... Like, we, we had we had a, a meeting at PSU, and he showed up uh, on Skype in his hat and mask. He's, it was just awesome.
1: Well, thank you, man. Um, but I'm still at one right now, and I've got quarter of a million dollars. So much money!
2: In watchdogs?
1: Yeah, watchdogs. Dang! Because all I do is walk around in circles hacking people. Oh, you've got money, hack. you got a hack, 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 hack. <laughs> hack.
2: One reason why I am glad that this game is not in real life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got uh 14 grand from one person at one point. Dang. Yeah.
2: Where'd you find that person? Yeah. How much did How much did he have in his account? He
1: had, he had 100 grand. Man. Yeah.
2: That's I awesome.
1: Could, took 14 grand. I thought, yeah, that's, that'll do me for 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 this couple of steps, and then I'll hack someone else. Yeah. <laughs> um, just for I a could, few steps. Yeah, just, I needed more money. You know, I don't know what I'm gonna spend this money on, but I needed it for some reasons. Um, in fact, I've re- I, I bought a sniper rifle, and that's all I've spent money on so far. One, one sniper rifle. One sniper I rifle. I haven't bought any cars because I got the UPlay bonus car, so that's already one of the best cars.
2: Oh, the UPlay bonus car. Which is that? Do the, I have that? The stealth car. Is that one that you get with the season pass, or is it? Or how do you get that car? Uh, you you got to do certain rewards in you play well to get you play points, so then you use the you oh, play okay, like a, it's just a you play prizes, game. okay, gotcha,
1: yeah, points mean prizes,
2: prizes mean points,
1: yeah, but because what I do is there was uh, the first one of the first Assassin's Creed games where you got points, I never actually got the items because I was never a huge fan. So nowadays, by the time the next Ubisoft game comes out, I, I, I can. Get the, I'll have enough points in the uh, my account. I can buy all the items I want, and then beat the game and I'll have the points for the next game.
2: And about how many points was this car?
1: Uh, I think it was 30 or 40. Okay.
2: Oh, that's not bad. I have that.
1: There you go. I uh, should it, was, it, that. it was 70 points altogether for both the gun and the car. Okay. He got a golden gun. I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> Uh, it was 5 star in Acceleration. I think it was 4 in Handling. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, so yeah, anyway, as you can guess, what I've been playing is Final Fantasy XIV. Because I, that's all I play.
2: You are not the only one. I've had three other people try and get me to get that game. Um, um, over the last week or so. But I finally
1: got the item I wanted for so long. Yeah, I finally got it last night. I'm so happy.
2: Which item yeah. is that? The blue bird minion. See, I think that would mean more to me if I played the game. Basically, minions.
1: I don't know if you've got if they're in Guild Wars. Basically, they just follow you about. They they
2: follow you about. Okay, so like a a pet. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Gotcha. Uh, but the blue bird is worth two million gil. Two million what? Why, so this, what's, this... so, what's so special about it? Why is it that much?
1: Basically, it's a 2% drop rate on a treasure map that you need a level 50 miner to get that you can only get once every 18 hours.
2: Have you? Uh, is it something you can sell or is it just something that people get just for kicks?
1: Well, you can sell it on the auction house for 2 million gil. That's pretty awesome. Um, in fact, I'll put this into context. 2 million gil is enough to buy... You know that house I showed you that I bought, we bought as a free company.
2: Uh, I posted those
1: pictures of my. I've got I've got a house on the game which two million gil would actually buy that house. Wow. That pet is worth as much as a house.
2: That's so weird. Why would you buy a pet for that much?
1: All it does is fly around you. By the way, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It it sits on your shoulder, and it flies around a bit.
2: That's worthless.
1: Unless you're a Lullafell, which is the small characters, then instead it sits on your head instead.
2: So how much is about a just a regular pet?
1: About ten grand.
2: About ten grand, and this one's two million. and It's not even any different. Just no. Well, the,
1: it's the third most expensive pet in the game.
2: I guess two
0: more expensive pets.
1: Yeah. How uh, much are they? Magic broom, which is a brush that sells for 4 what? million
2: wait a second a brush why would I why would I pay 4 million gil to be followed around by a brush
1: well it's a broom really Yellow light like from Fantasia
2: oh wow
1: it sweeps the floor as you're moving
2: <laughs> if, if you if you got me a Pikachu or something like I'm playing Pokemon Yellow yeah I might drop four mil on that but a broom come on come on that's the most
1: expensive pet that I know of <laughs> and then the second most expensive pet is the plush cushion
2: a cushion the most expensive pets are inanimate objects, really yeah, yeah. i could yeah. I could go outside right now and I could find a rock and I could have a pet rock for free, and they want me to spend four million gill on a broom and a cushion
1: The cushion I think's uh two point nine million right now
2: oh man
1: it, it's because it needs jute and glaze nuts both of those you can only get from gardening and both of those you can only get from having your own free company house so it limits on how many people can actually get the items to get it crafted that's, that's just why. remarkable that's why it's so expensive and that's why it'll be mine one day oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> just because it's expensive
0: yeah. it's a goal it's like, you must have yeah it's just like why not have it <laughs> yeah.
1: I also want the baby Opo Opo of entry. That's worth 1.1 million. That's a monkey. And it's amazing though, because if you type beckon, the monkey will run up your shoulder and sit on your head.
2: Well, monkeys are cool.
1: Yeah. That's 1.1 million. So that is one of the most expensive pets. Uh, I don't know what the fifth expensive pet is, but that's the top four
2: so how easy is it to make money in the game
1: not not that easy to make that much money but there is loads of ways of making good amount of money you just got to put a lot of effort into it like um, at level 50 if you do 10 dungeons you'll be able to afford a mythology item which you can sell for 100 grand a dungeon will probably if you do brain flocks will take you 15 minutes so it'll take you yeah, take a bit of time, but you'll also get the experience points, you'll get the guild drops, and you'll get the items from the dungeon as well. So, and you'll walk away with a hundred grand.
2: Uh, if only it were that easy in real life. Yeah.
1: And if you do Brave Fox, which is why I said it, Brave Fox has a 5% chance of actually giving you the monkey for free. So, yeah.
2: I think I'd do, well, 5%. How long does it take to do that?
1: Uh, 20 minutes
2: yeah I'd probably just run that and try and get yeah. a free monkey
1: that's it yeah well my mates have said the fact that if they get the drop they'll give it to me so that was nice um, well, it's good having any... friends like that there you go yeah it's very nice um, anyway let's I think we should go straight to our reviews now I think I think they're bored of me talking about Final Fancy stuff aren't you listeners I don't know how I can hear them say screaming "yes, oh god, yes!" but somehow I did. Some, just somehow. Um, so we'll skip straight to reviews. I think <laughs> um, the uh, first reviews by Carl. Uh, I always say his name wrong, so let's say anyway. Carl Prowl. 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 Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I always want to say pra-l, But Prowl. Pra-l. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Wolf Among Us episode four in Sheep's Clothing's review. Um, we gave a 9.5. There's the no average of user score just yet. Summary in Sheep's Clothing is a t- tightly defined roller coaster ride toward the finale, but along that ride, meaningfully choices define Big Bean Wolf and craft interactive storytelling at its finest. We like character tension builds. You define Big Buy. I, I've got no idea how much I'm butchering that name, but I'm going to guess it's a lot. Uh, visuals and music boost atmosphere. We dislike a few hitch and long loads. Cliffhanger ending with no resolution. I don't like cliffhanger endings. Uh, has anyone played this? No.
2: No, I haven't played it, but I've been hearing a lot about it, and that he gave it a 9.5, it must be really good.
1: To be honest, I, I, it's weird, but I like it, I like watching those games more than playing them.
2: Are you a Twitch person? Yeah, I am. Yeah,
1: you're a Twitch person. Yeah, I'm a Twitch person. Ooh, this one's got 53, a whole 53 comments. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to go through a couple of them. Um, Watch Dogs Review Identity Crisis. It sounds like a, it's it's a superhero flick. Um, PSU view Score, 8.0. And obviously, as always, we're in tune with our users because the User view Score is also 8.0. What can we say? Um... Summary, Watch Dogs on PS4 executes fresh gameplay ideas with a plumb? That's not a word, Kyle. That's not a word. Uh, marking one of the first games of this Wait. new generation of cons.
2: With a, a, plumb? W- with a what? A plomb. A plumb? A plumb. Yeah.
1: A plumb. A-P-L-O-M-B.
2: Plomb. Oh, yeah, that is a word. Is
1: yeah,
0: it? It is. It
2: is. Well, wow, that's an interesting, uh, I must have it to means, look up that word because I like it. It means um, self-confidence or, um, like, if you're, if you're in a tough situation, you're, you're able to, okay, let me just Google it, A-P-L-O-N. Okay, Always well, Google in that word? Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, self-confidence or assurance, especially when in a demanding situation. So just what I was saying, except better because it's from Google.
1: Nah, no, you're, I prefer your, yours, Glenn. <laughs> don't, don't, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, anyway I like that word so I might use that in the future um, Marking one of the first games Of this new generation of consoles To innovate with its, within it's genre It's a slower smarter sandbox shooter With an astounding degree of content And I agree with this But despite recent fames of technology Overbearance it's poorly handled story Likely won't grip you We like hacking Evelate's moment to moment gameplay Deep skills and unlock rewards Or play styles Tons of stuff to do We dislike broad, poorly served themes, underwhelming underwhelming graphics, poor license soundtrack. Um, Guys, what do you think? Glenn, you go first.
2: Well, I I talked quite a bit about the driving. Um, Let's talk a bit about the shooting. The shooting is actually really, really nice. Um, You have something called focus, and it kind of slows everything down. And everything's moving pretty quickly, so being able to slow things down and and take your time even for just a couple seconds really helps you out. Um, I I have no qualms about the shooting. I think it was great. Um, Let's see, the graphics were... the environment's really great for the graphics. Aiden's character model is great for the graphics. But um, some of the other character models were very noticeably uh, poor they would stick out like a sore thumb against these brilliant graphics. And that's not to say that they looked bad, but they stuck out. And and you don't want things sticking out because that's when people notice them. That's when they, you know, point them out and that really it's really kind of jarring. Um like for example when um early on in the story Aiden meets with I believe his his sister and his nephew um you know, Aiden looks just fine, but his sister and his nephew, the quality on them, the light doesn't fall on them the right way. Um, the, the nephew's face looks really weird. He has a really weird kind of looking smile on his face. You know, that that's not good. That's really not good. Um, so some of the character models look weird. Um, I, I think it's weird that you can hack some people and you can't hack others. Uh, you'll have someone walk by with a uh, hundred grand in his bank, like you said, and you won't be able to hack him. But someone else nearby, you can hack with a, a completely different amount. It, it seems just arbitrary. It doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason as to why you can or can't hack some people. It's just that, you know, that's just how it is. And I don't, I don't think that's good enough. Um, that's not a huge deal, though. It's not like you need to hack absolutely everybody. Um, but it, it's just—it's just a weird little quirk to have there. I, I want to know what the reasoning behind that was. Um, as for the—as for Aiden, I, I think Kyle actually said this in his review. Um, it's weird that uh, just kind of his morality—he—he will—he will like risk everything to save someone. And then, on the other hand, he doesn't have a problem with spend, just spending certain lives like their money. And I, I think that there's no consistency with this guy's morality. There, there seems to be a hint of a morality system, but it doesn't really mean anything. Like, I guess you can be bad or good and it tracks that, but it doesn't do anything with it, which is a mystery to me. And, and so, overall, I think this is a great game. I think this is a game that you definitely want to buy and you definitely want to play. I don't. I, it certainly doesn't live up to the hype. I don't blame it for that. Um, when you have a lot of hype, there's some, it gets to a point where there's almost no way you're going to live up to it. Um, but looking at the game itself, I think it's a great game, but there are just a lot of questions I have and a lot of inconsistencies that I'm finding um, that I hope Ubisoft takes note of when they consider making another one because, I don't know, some of it's just really jarring and some of it's just like, why did they do that? And the driving, I I think they need to do something with the driving, that or just make sure that the driving's not so big a part of the game because it's, it's really difficult to get around this open world when the driving, especially if you're in a hurry, it's not so bad when you're not in a hurry, but a lot of times you're in a hurry. Um... You know, especially if you're running from the police. Another thing I had, running from the police was annoying as heck. Because the first scene, this is no spoiler, the first scene, you're in a stadium. And as you leave the stadium, the police, you're trying to escape the police. And you might, they might get a lock on you and start chasing you around the city. I've spent forever trying to get away from the police. I was driving everywhere. I went through three cars because they all got damaged from running into crap. (laughs) Basically, basically. And, you know, I would get to a point where, okay, there's no police around me, I've gotten away, I'm hiding, I'm, the police are somewhere two blocks down, I am over here. And then you'll hear over the police scanner, oh, sending a unit to the target's location, and just out of nowhere a police officer will just find me. And that, and I'd have to start running, I was fine, I was hiding, I was, I was safe, and then all of a sudden a police officer just comes and finds me like that, like, that... That was stupid to me. That was just plain stupid. Um, I guess you can go away from the with the train. And, and it doesn't help that you can't shoot from your car. You have no choice but to hack. Um, it, it seems like you can't just hide. They always find you. Um, and you have no choice but to hack stuff to get away from them. And that's not the most intuitive way to do that. So like, there are just all these things that I hope Ubisoft takes note of for the second Watch Dogs, if there is to be one. I'm certain there is. Um, with Ubisoft break with Watch Dogs breaking all sorts of different Ubisoft records, I'm sure they're gonna make another one. so I, I really hope that they take note of these things because they're, they they're just big question marks to me and they make me like the game like I, I would I think the eight that Kyle gave it was generous. I wouldn't have given it more than a seven um, because there's there's just too many question marks with this game and, and the quality in this game. Um, to really enjoy it and become as immersed as I would like to be. Uh, that's that's all I've got to say about Watch Dogs. I, I, I really wish that it was a little better.
1: Uh, Paul, have you got anything to add?
0: No, I haven't played it, so I have nothing to add to that. Sorry.
1: Ah, don't worry at all. Um, by the way, Glenn, I don't know if you got this far in the game yet, but you can actually make radio jammers.
2: Yeah, that helps.
1: They block the police, so you can escape easier.
2: But the fact that you're doing, the fact that it's like that in the beginning anyway, especially in the beginning, when you don't know what the heck you're doing, um, the fact that it was even like that, the fact that you can hide and be completely safe, no one is around, there's no way anyone can see you, and all of a sudden a police officer just comes, oh, there he is. You know, it doesn't work that way. That's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. You shouldn't need to have a radio jammer to cancel that out. There's no way that should happen in the first place.
1: See, I, I did that mission with the most epic way ever. I kind of smashed into one of the police officers, stole his car, then hid, literally, down the road. It's
2: <laughs> that police car. In His police car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes some. It takes some critical thinking. You know, it, it takes some doing. But I, I think that there's just no reason for something like that. I think that that's absurd.
1: They will never suspect their own car. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, so while we're, while we're talking about reviews we'll go quickly to the next one which will be something that I'm going to completely butcher even though I've played it a short piece Ranku to give longest day Dave's De- going to get really angry at me for saying this wrong probably but I gave it a 4.0 and that was in my opinion very generous um Summary looks good with some decent boss battles, but lack of content and replay value disappoints. Uh, graphic uh, we like graphics are stunning in places, awesome cutscenes, main character is likable. We dislike it, it's too short and lack of replay value. I'm pretty much, it was a fun game, but I beat the game in under three hours. It's a 40 pound title for PS3, and I pretty much got all the collectibles on in that three hours. And there's no difficulty settings.
2: Um, that's that's a crying shame. Yeah. That's so a crying shame.
1: This review score would probably actually go up two points if if it was a t- budget tile like ten pounds, because it I did like it. I, I played it multiple times in fact. In fact, the second playthrough took me fifty minutes to beat. Uh, so I do think it's good, but it's not worth full price. So once it reaches the bargain bin, and then goes a bit lower than the bargain bin, that's why you should buy it.
2: See, that's the one thing that is just unforgivable when it comes to making a game. Don't waste the consumer's money. You know, you're 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 not going to succeed if you waste the consumer's money. No one wants to spend 40 bucks or 60 bucks on a game that they can beat uh, on their break from work. You know. You you go on your lunch break. You've gone through half the game. Come on, no one wants to do that. That no one. The worst thing you can do is just to waste your consumer's money. Um, so that that's a big disappointment when you when you spend so much money on a game, and you play it and it's just over just like that. That that's I still don't even know
1: what the story was. To be honest.
2: Yeah.
1: I warn you. It, it was a game. It's, it's a game by suda Fifty One. So that should tell you what the story's like I mean for some reason at the end of the game the credits is some Asian women in schoolgirl outfits dancing I don't know why that happens I don't know where they come from but there's Asian women dancing in the credits for some reason it just happens yeah no, to be fair I want more games to have credits like that but still that's another story <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's go to our next review before I talk too much. Joe <laughs> um, Joe's Bizarre Adventures All Star Battle PS3 review. Let's see, now it's even tempted me even more. Um, this is written by Dane. Don't fire me, Smith. Um, or Dane, buy his book now, Smith. Uh, Summer. <laughs> he gave it a six point but the average view score is nine point nine. Obviously. The users love this game. Uh, summary, a unique fighting game with an avant grade character design due to its staying true to the nature of the manga source material. It is a fun game for fans of the manga and also for fighting game enthusiasts. Looking for something new, non-fighting fans won't get much out of, other, out, out, out of it other than learning about the world of Jojo and his bizarre adventures. Finally, oh, names I can say. So simple names. Uh, we like the amazing artwork and character designs. Stays true to the source material and the ample ooh, ample fan service. Uh, we dislike the last like the soundtrack, the slow combat style and broken power-ups. Now, does it mean broken power-ups is that they're overpowered or that they're broken? Um, the lack of challenging combat system for pro players. Uh, I'm going to start this by saying his first lines are big guns, big breasts. A more macho the than macho man can exclude his standard formula for any fighting game. This this sounds like a game I need to buy. <laughs> um, anyone got any opinions on JoJo's Bizarre All-Star Battle?
2: No, actually, not not here. I, it's not something that I know too much about. Um, I wonder why he gave it a 6. Do, do we know how many users actually um, gave it a user review? No idea, just
1: his average just says
2: average? Yeah. That's, that's interesting, because, you know, that, that's, that's a good distance off between 6 and 9.9, yeah. so I, perhaps it was just the fan service, Maybe. I don't know, I don't know, Maybe. but... Maybe, and it was CyberConnect,
1: a lot of people rate their games quite high because of the Naruto series.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I must admit, I love the Naruto series on um, PS3, so... Uh, Paul, have you got anything to mention about this? How
0: about uh, no. This? No. <laughs> I don't know about the series. Oh, I can't really say anything.
2: <laughs> I th- I think people are just giving it um, a higher score because of boobs. Boobs
1: sell, I guess.
2: Apparently. Uh, apparently. It's a bit
1: sad in a way, but... Well,
2: I yeah, know. I mean, you know, having one element that you like, uh, it- it's... It would be silly. I'm not chastising anyone or anything, because I really don't know why users gave it the score that they gave it, or why even Dane gave it the score that he gave it. But um, it's just, if that is the case, um, to up the score like that just because it had, I guess, sex appeal, doesn't make a lot of sense. That's not the purpose of the the review. The purpose is to figure out, is this a good game? Is this a game worth playing? Is this a game that's worth your money? And... uh, you know, for a game, I don't think that that's the biggest reason to to that a, a video game would be good or bad. So I agree.
1: You shouldn't judge a game by the size of its boobs. chest size. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but whatever folks people's boat. To be honest, who knows? I might just want it for the fighting.
2: You never know. No, um, Naruto, Naruto is a, a a good series. Though I did play a little bit of it on the PS3. And it's plenty fun, especially if you are a Naruto fan or or if you know anything really about Naruto. It's really good. It's it's a good fighting arena type game. So, um, in fact, the next game has some sort of um,
1: kind of like um, Smash Brothers style element as well. Yeah,
2: although do be aware that when it's a review, um, when you have a review, and you have a review score uh you're just looking at the just a, a a representation of the reviewer's opinion of the game uh one man's trash is another man's treasure so
1: yeah unless it's Hayes, then it's always yeah it's always
2: absolutely <laughs>
1: um, absolutely <laughs> oh. anyway transistor ps4 review posted by adam i don't really read his name much behind but... burns yeah but, um... adam burns yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, PSU review score, 9.0 No, no average review score yet Which is a shame because I heard this game's really good uh, Transistor uh, Summary, the entire narrative I can't see, I'm losing all speech now uh, Summary, the enticing narrative interlaced with gripping story mechanics all culminating in a fiddly pogent finale making Transistor a game that deserves to find its home in as many PS4s as possible uh, we like the immaculate, conceived game world. Professionally dynamic gameplay system. The narrative structure and delivery is a top notch. We dislike a little more enemy. Verity wouldn't go amiss. Some may find issues with length. Uh, I don't know how long this game is, but it, if there's obviously you're saying there's might be an issue, maybe there's uh, an issue, but who knows?
2: That, that sentence you said just begs for a lot of dirty jokes just yeah. saying
1: well you know some people some people don't always want it long
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you know whatever yeah, works
1: yeah whatever floats your boat so to speak
2: moving on yeah let's move <laughs> on, on quickly yeah
1: Um. so that's all the reviews that i know. not sorry if I've missed any but we've had quite a lot of reviews and news this week yeah so I'm sorry if we missed any E3 is coming but E3 is coming is. soon. And I'm going to quickly pass this over to Commissioner Gordon for a, for a bit of a public service announcement. Uh,
2: absolutely. Um, you do not want to miss Unching next week. Uh, some of our PSU staff will be boarding a plane to fly all the way to Los Angeles, California, United States of America to attend E3. And before they do, they are going to head onto a iPhone, or I don't know what they're going to use to do it, but they are going to record a podcast about E3, um, all of what, they, what they're what they going to expect, what it's like uh, about to go to the biggest video game uh, show floor in the world, and so definitely tune in next week for a special E3-themed podcast. You don't want to miss it. Um, and also don't forget to tune into RDGH. We will be talking a bit about E3 too. Uh, we might publish it a little late. I think what I would like to do with RDGH next week is talk a bit about the conferences after we've heard about them because RDGH usually goes up on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So definitely next week you want your calendars to be pointed towards PlayStation Universe for both of our podcasts because we have a lot of great stuff coming your way. Yep.
1: Um, thank you for that, Mr. Commissioner Gordon. Um, I am looking forward to E3 next week, and I can't wait to discuss all of it with you guys. Well, it'll be the week after, won't it? Because, yeah. Anyway, we'll be discussing it soon mm-hmm. um, with our words, which will excite you more than the actual visuals of seeing people. Because we speak the words we um, to you, the listeners. Um, so I guess that's pretty much it for this week's PlayStation Unchained. Um, Glenn, do you have any shout outs?
2: Um, well, I do. I have a shout out to our listeners and to our fans. Uh, shout out to fans uh, Good to hear from you. I, I think I got an email for you for RDGH. We'll talk about that in just a bit. Um, but definitely to all of our listeners, without you guys, we would be absolutely nothing. So I appreciate you tuning in and listening to PlayStation Unchained. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. We are, in fact, there. If you subscribe, you can get both of our amazing podcasts downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. So definitely be a part of that, especially for this week. Again, we've just got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Um, also, remember to follow us on Twitter. We're there as well. Follow at PSU.com, at PSU, D-O-T-C-O-M. And, um,
1: Paul, how can, have you got any shout-outs, and how can they contact you?
0: Um well you can contact me on Twitter at Paul underscore killer one and I'd like to give a shout out to you guys for joining me on the podcast and having me podcast I should say. Um so thanks. Um it's been fun.
2: As always said, so,
0: yep. so, yeah,
1: absolutely. So Gwen, I forgot to say, do you wanna give your contact
2: details? How how can the, the magical people contact you right now? Absolutely. Uh, any magical people can contact me on Twitter um, at glenn underscore at g-o-g-l-e-n-n underscore um, or you can send me an email if you like, uh, glenn.gordon at com. Well,
1: thank you for that. Um, that reminds me, we got some emails from Alfonso aka Snow, aka the best fan we ever had. <laughs> thanks thanks again. Well, actually, we've had quite a big thank you, Snover. Um, God of War collection is on the Vita do you think they will port God of War 3? Uh, that out here?
0: Glenn? Paul?
2: To the Vita? Um,
0: yeah I think the Vita, no.
2: Perhaps eventually but certainly not anytime soon I, I think that their sights are on other things uh, we just got God of War onto the Vita with the collection I don't think we will see God of War 3 on the Vita very soon um, PS4? I don't know maybe, probably not What I'm saying is it's too early to know any of that for sure. Uh, Give it a while and maybe we'll see, but I don't see them doing anything like that for quite a bit yet.
1: Okay, this next email is semi-RDH, semi-unchained. So as me and Glenn are here, I'm going to bring up on Unchained. Uh, (laughs) Playing Lego Chimera, and I was skeptical at first because of the Lego game. Lego games are awesome. uh, um, Listen to me, they are. um, But I'm enjoying it very much, and we'll try it later later on. Mike, you are a veteran on the original podcast, Anchor to Unchained, uh, Newbie, on RGH. You need to join
2: Twitter. Yeah. You need to join Twitter. Yeah. 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 It's not going to stop, Mike. It's not going to stop. There's only one way to make this stop.
1: There's only one way to (laughs) end the madness.
2: There's only one way. And it is by going to www.twitter.com and finally signing up for an account. That is the only way.
1: Well, I've got one last thing to say before we end this podcast. Uh, I promised a few friends that would announce this at the end of the podcast, so I shall announce it right now. Um, Able Gamers, a charity that I've been following for a few years now, and they do a lot of good work on both streaming and Twitter, and on their website, they help disabled players play video games that might not be able to play them otherwise. They might only have one, they yeah, might be one-handed, so might be only play play the game. He said that recently one of the people came in from GameStop having to return Watchdogs because they couldn't play it because of the lack of the controls. Um, anyway, they'll be doing a stream, a 24-hour stream marathon in July. Uh, date to be announced. Um, so if you've got time in July even if you don't donate just attend and have a look see what they're doing then yeah in July sometime it would be, be nice to see you guys you'll see me there probably I'll be there in the chat hell I might even do a giveaway giveaway um, so yeah and anyway you can contact me uh, chili_underscore_UK underscore uk on twitter uh, or ben.chilberhall at com. Or on Neo Gaff now, uh, just chilly. C H I L
2: L E, right?
1: Yep, C-H-I-L-L-E
2: Yeah. Um, just making sure that uh, we're not talking about uh, the food or the weather,
1: yeah. or, or
2: things or like
0: the that. country, or the country. <laughs>
2: exactly. I
1: can be anything at any <laughs> times for reasons. Um, big shout out to Crimson Chin. The shouted. Crimson Chin. <laughs> crimson Chin. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> amazing. That's yeah. well, Kenichi, fairly odd Shahid and everyone that I follow on Twitter. Um, thank you all for putting up with me all these you know, all the time. Um I, I think I think that's all, all the things we can say this week. Mm. Um stay tuned for next week's E3. Um E3 extravaganza. Is the only word I can put. We're gonna have some amazing people, at like like Carl, Hopefully, we haven't had him on for ages.
2: Yeah, we're gonna have Kyle. We're gonna have Ernest. Who else is going? Um, Kyle and Ernest, and I don't know. I think Will. Maybe Will I, as well. Will, will will be there. We haven't. Uh, we, to my understanding, we haven't had Will for quite a while. No. Um,
1: I don't think he hasn't even been on the podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, um, so yeah. A, a big welcome to that. Again, look forward to it next week. Yeah, next week. Mm-hmm.
1: And until then... Oh, and before we go, leaving Gaza. Yeah. Okay, follow Gagawesh.
2: Gagawesh.
1: Uh, <laughs> Gagawesh. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And, well, as we end this, as always, I think thank God for me (laughs) goodbye everybody and thank God for me